Let's go to camp. It's the DMV Sports Roundtable just ahead of Redskins training camp in Richmond. High hopes and, oh, maybe some uh, doomsday scenarios, too. Georgie, I'm looking at you. George Wallace, Jamal <laughs> Bones, Chris Chion are with us again. We hope to get some Wizards late in the discussion, a little Kyrie Irving. But we've got to get to the Skins and USA Today's Nate Davis. He suggests they could go 5'11 this year with the Kirk Cousins controversy hanging over the whole season. Uh, guys, you got to hand it to him for putting out the warning. I mean, Jamal, you were uh, very positive at the end of last week's podcast. Now, you weren't talking about Cousins. You were just talking about well, some of the positions, exactly. some of the uh, some of the potential. But As we've got to, got to look at the other side, well, too. There's, there's, there are question marks all over the place. And that's why I'm anticipating this camp probably more so than last year. Because the question marks that are there health-wise, um, the question marks that are there with how the rookies and some of the, the second-year guys are going to uh, – acclimate or do they make a jump does Breland get back to himself before Josh Norman kind of rained on his parade and then what he thought he was going to be as a number one cornerback so there's some there's certain things come together this team could be you know eight and eight or better but if some if if you know Galette goes down again god forbid or Doxon doesn't you know Look, he just look healthy so far, but we don't know what he looks like, you know, in in a full game. So if he's not back to form and in what they thought he was going to be when they uh, got him in the first round last year, you know, this could look a little bit different. But there there's some question marks both ways, and it's kind of a it's a coin toss to me with this team because if, if some of those things come together, they could be sneaky good. Oh, there's no doubt, and I think there's a lot of. There are a lot of question marks, and yeah. this thing it could come unraveled quickly. I mean, the schedule's not easy. You know, going cross country twice. You have the, you know, early on you have a division game against the Eagles, then go west, then the Raiders, the Chiefs, Niners. I mean, that's not it's not going to be easy. And I think that with so many question marks, whole new defensive coordinator, a lot of new defensive staff. Yeah. You know, Trent Murphy's out for the first four games. Galette's a question mark. Can Preston Smith be somewhat of what you know? He has to prove himself again. Yeah. But that, uh, that could, if those secondary. questions are answered, that could that's the strength of the defense to me, or at least on paper. Yeah. You know what Ryan Kerrigan's going to be. He's a constant. If Preston Smith can, like you said, get back to his rookie year form yeah. and be consistent. I mean, he had games where he still flashed, but be consistent. Will we see what we think we're getting out of Ryan Anderson coming out of Alabama? Jonathan Allen. Allen and he, same and thing. he's yeah. not, you know, with the linebackers, but. He could be a difference maker up yeah. front, but who is coming with him up front? Right. We know what Ziggy Hood is. I don't know what you get out of uh, the two guys that they picked up, and I always blank on their names, McGee and they get one Swearinger? from Dallas and one from, from the Raiders. Who, Swearinger? No, no, no. Oh. Up front. The, the D-line. Oh, 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 yeah. That they signed uh, one from Oakland and yeah. one from Dallas. Prior to them sign here, signing here, I never heard of them before. So I have no clue what you're going to get out of that. I mean, they could have McClellan, – McClellan might have saw some potential upside in them. Stacey McGee. Pretty, McGee and uh, – Ziggy Hood, one? you said. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hold on, who's the other Always McClain? Going out of the, McClain. McClain, yeah. And I think he came from Oakland. Yeah. And maybe McClellan saw some upside in them because they're not – they're relatively young players still, I believe. But they just well, have McLean's he's twenty nine, but he's been yeah, he's been in the league yeah, seven. Yeah, they've been years, around yeah. a little yeah, bit. They yeah. I mean they they're veterans. They're McGee's not a five year over guy the too. hill. Yeah. Five years is not over the hill. McGee's three list is three forty one. Three hundred forty one pounds. And he could fill he could be your nose tackle. Yep. 
But you know, I don't I don't know what you get from those guys. But the offense is going to be it's you know the defense a lot of question marks. But two replacing the two thousand yard receivers. That's going to be something. You have a lot of new guys. Yes, Doxson's been, you know, he's been here, but he hasn't had much time. He hasn't worked with these guys much. He hasn't no. been on the field. No, so he hasn't. Kind of, he's all he's brand new. Pryor's brand Pryor's new. brand new. You don't, you know, Rob Kelly is is still new at this as well. Yeah, you know what you're getting and from. Who, and how's it good? Kirk has never let anything affect him, but who know? I, you don't know if it's going to. No, you have you have no idea. You uh, you know what you're getting from three guys on that offense. I know what I'm getting from Reed. I know what I'm getting from Crowder, and I know what to expect from Chris Thompson if him and Reed are both healthy. I know what I'm getting from Vernon Davis to a degree because he played well last year. And the O-line is actually, the O-line is intact. I mean, that should be, that's one of the bright spots Except for Laval. When Laval is healthy, he's a force in the run game. Can he stay healthy? Mm -hmm. And if he goes out, uh, is Kawanjo going to step up finally and, and show the potential that he showed coming out of Alabama. Those are some other question marks for me. Chris Chion, I've been watching you listen uh, intently, mm-hmm. and now He's I think you're ready to speak. Together. You're, like, winding up here. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> about the most sort of pressing storylines that come out of camp at the moment, and you guys are talking about the defense, and I think the defense... Yeah, you know, isn't probably on the elite level, but I feel confidently about that going into this training camp in this year. It's more so for me, just the general running game transitioning to the passing game. And, you know, we've heard a lot of back and forth about who's going to be the running back starter here. And Rob Kelly is the presumed starter to start the year. Everybody knows my admiration for Samaj P. Ron. I think he is an incredible addition to this offense that will allow Kirk Cousins to throw the football to guys, to somebody who's better than Chris Thompson. I'm not taking anything away from Chris Thompson. He's excited to be a part of this offense. He was down at the fantasy football convention in Dallas. Uh, I believe that was like a week and a half ago, and he came on uh, SiriusXM Fantasy and talked about his excitement to play in this offense this year, just another year, and being somebody who can kind of be the veteran for yeah. P. Ryan and Kelly, but mm-hmm. ultimately, I'd like P. Ryan to supplant uh, Kelly and be the starter for this offense, and then basically have Rob Kelly spell him, get the tough yardage, get the red zone yardage, um, with P. Ryan kind right. of running in between the twenties and being that person that can well, be the passing I, threat. I see, I see, I see it a little differently. I agree with you about P. Ryan eventually um, taking some steps. I think right off the bat. He is going to be the guy that you go to on the goal line early. P. Ryan. I think P. Ryan, that's going to be his role early on. Because he's what? Because he's got more explosiveness than hitting the hole? He's a harder runner. See, that was one of the problems that we had in the red zone. The fact that they did go to all those fades because they didn't Ugh. necessarily run. I hate those stupid but, fades. But they, they didn't run effectively in mm-hmm. the red zone. Right. Matt Jones was fumbling, you know. Rob didn't necessarily power his way, you know, into the end zone as as much as you would think that he would. And now he's lost weight. He's not necessarily and we have to see with losing weight and gaining some quickness, did you lose some power? Mm-hmm. Is is he still that guy that runs behind his pads as as he was before with a slimmer frame? I'm not sure if he is. I think he might be a little bit more shifty and and more of your uh not a scat back cuz that's Chris Thompson. But more of a slashing type run, I guess, is what, is, is what I'm looking Which for. Which would be nice. And right now, the way P. Ryan is built and the way that he runs, he's a bowling ball. And he does not go down at the first contact. He runs through people. You put him on goal line situations, goal line and short situations. I don't see too many, if we get a push with offensive line, 
I don't think you stopped there. I see what you're saying. You kind of are going almost under the radar when you're running behind these big uglies on the offensive yeah. line. That Sometimes the defenders that are trying to get through the off- the offensive line and get to the backfield might not be able to pick up and once you get once he encounters you he's going to hit you hard like a sledgehammer when those linebackers come up to try to meet him in a hole it's going to be a problem for a lot of them you know Mm -hmm. unless unless you're one of these you know one of your premier linebackers he's going to knock a lot of guys on the butt a lot of them but i do see what you're saying and that he midway through the season, yeah, he does have the opportunity to get those first and, and, and second uh, down carries and get that early work. But I think primarily for me anyway, I see him as that sledgehammer uh, on goal line situations because now if you're able to run the ball effectively on the goal line, you have many wide receivers over there that are over six feet. And then we can maybe try those fades, which I don't exactly. like to begin with, but at least it will well, open it up so that the other team isn't looking for it. Well, yeah. I feel better throwing to guys that are over six feet and six yeah. two and six three as opposed to guys who are six feet and in five eleven and I think that's generous to give yeah. D-Jacks 5'11", <laughs> you know, and then Garcon was probably about six feet, yeah, about 5'11", six feet. So you're, you're throwing the guys, and their skill set is there. Doxson is a guy, and we saw that when he was at TCU, that was his claim to fame. You throw it up in the end zone, and some of the great one-handed catches that he will make, he goes up to get it. Pryor has showed that last year. Yeah. When you put it up just anywhere in its vicinity, he's got the athletic ability to go up and snatch it like an offensive rebound. So you, you're dealing with different skill sets, and it better it fits better to throw fades. But if you it, that opens up if you run effectively. If they know if teams know they have to crowd the box because P Ryan is in there on goal line situations and he's being effective running in between the tackles, that opens it up for Reed, Davis, and you've got Pryor and Doxon. Those are big targets. And then you can slide crowd in there if you want to. I hope but if, so. if you have to put eight men in the box, you're leaving your corners and safeties on the island with some big receivers that can jump and, and, and make plays in the end zone. So I think that will benefit the passing game in the in the red zone if they can get P Ryan to you know to be effective. And I think that's gonna be his role initially. Isn't all of that uh, uh predicated upon incumbent upon cousins gelling with these guys, something we don't know quite yet. It does, but I mean that's one thing that we've seen with Gruden's offense. They have been great in the red zone, but they move the ball from twenty yard line to twenty yard line. Because that, that was the, really the red weird. zone starts where with it, about the twenty, twenty on in is where we start getting into what we call typically the red zone. Yep. They move the ball almost seamlessly from 20 to 20. The problem is when, when the field gets shorter, that's the issue. I don't think that Cousins will have too many problems. But like we said before, Cousins is also a notorious slow starter. Yeah. Now, it, it might not necessarily be his relationship with the new receivers as the, opposed to him getting into his rhythm early on because it, last year it took him, you know, three, maybe three and a half, four games until he finally started looking like the Cousins we expected to see against the Steelers Monday night. And he was terrible. Yeah. Well, I take this for with a grain of salt because it's on Redskins.com, but it does mention here a takeaway from training camp in that. 
uh, Terrell Pryor has adjusted well to Gruden's offensive systems. Mm-hmm. And some of the terminology is different from Cleveland, but overall he is uh, he's working well, and he's going to be alongside Doxon and uh, Jamison Crowder. So, you know, we'll see. And, and, and to mention the notoriously so starter with Kirk Cousins, that could be the case with Terrell Pryor, too, coming to a new system here. But ultimately, uh, I'll always come back to the fact that I absolutely love this signing here. Uh, we talked about this last week that I wish that they could have potentially made it work with Pierre Garçon, but that's yeah. certainly something that you know you're going to have to just make some sacrifices, especially in the salary cap era, and especially when you're grooming guys like Doxson and Crowder, who you want to continue to play right. in their youth or young age here in the NFL. So um, yeah, if we get a little bit of a slow start, you know, I can certainly understand that, but I- I'm not too worried about. I'll tell you gelling. one thing. Prior is, I don't know if you've seen and we follow each other on Twitter, but ev- almost every day. He's had a video out. Yeah. He's working. Yeah. Now, uh, slow stars, we'll see that, you know, once we get the pads on. But in terms of a player that I know, he'll be prepared. And he's got to work because ultimately he's still not he, t- no, totally he's not. finely crafted at no. the wide receiver position. And But you know what? I love the fact that he's working. At yeah, it. me he's too. Wor- he's worked with Randy Moss this year. He's worked with uh, Antonio Brown yeah, uh, in, in, in the last up. couple weeks. Mm-hmm. There's no one else better that I want him to work with and pattern his game after than those two. You know, if you're trying to hone your craft of being a wide receiver, as you just said, who better to work with than Hall of Fame Randy Moss and future Hall of Fame, in my opinion, and 1A, 1B best receiver in the whole National Football League for a few years running now in Antonio Bryan. So he's definitely putting the work in. I'm excited about that. You know, does it will it translate once they get onto the field? Who knows? But I know that he's putting the work in, so at least he'll be prepared physically when 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 the season starts and when camp starts. Uh, this panel hasn't been particularly complimentary of Bruce Allen, uh, especially you, Jamal. You're For not what a reason. <laughs> not a, not a huge a fan. Well, no. I, the, <laughs> the only the only reason I bring him up is he's kind of the he's kind of the boss man again. Scott McLuhan is yeah. gone, yeah. Uh, and we're back to kind of uh, Dan Snyder's people trying to take over again and well, run, run things again. And that being, hasn't worked out uh, no, too well. In and, the past. and to me, I'm back to be confused about who's who and what's what and. Ultimately, Bruce finally, you know, he will have final say because it's just not going to be any other way. But since you haven't said anybody is the clear cut GM, how much does Doug put into it? How much does Campbell have saying Gruden? Where does he factor into things? I know the ultimate say is going to be Bruce Allen, but I can't look at like I could look at Scott McLuhan and know that he wants quote-unquote football players and what kind of players he wanted and what kind of team that he wanted to build because he built that type of team in San Francisco that was physical and had an identity. Definitely helped do it in Seattle and had their toughness, and I knew the identity of that team. I'm looking at this group. I don't know what their philosophy is necessarily because I can't look at one person and say, okay, this is the direction they like to go in, and this has been their track record. You've got three or four people that are trying to do the job of one, and I don't know what your philosophy is going forward, what your identity is for this team. I have no clue anymore. I knew when I looked at McLuhan. And see, that's my point. 
That's the thing. We're back to that. We're back to so not knowing marks. what's going on. You're going to lose your quarterback next year. There's so many, a lot of guys on one-year deals. You have no idea yeah. what's. Well, happening. let me just say one thing optimistically. Please that do. There's a team like the <laughs> there's a team in the NFC East called the Dallas Cowboys hey, who yes. continue to step on themselves. Yeah. Today it was the Lucky Whitehead incident where he was released after the Cowboys didn't do their homework, or I guess maybe that the police department down there didn't do it either, but somebody, a, somebody jumped to conclusions <laughs> and and cut this guy. Um, but here's does another. it turn out that the crime he was accused of, he wasn't even in right. he wasn't Virginia even in to Virginia. commit? He, he wasn't, wasn't even there. there. So, but even um, that, they lost two of their offensive linemen from last year. An offensive line uh, is so important. These guys gel together. They played together a, for four years. That was a big stable of their team. Last that, year. Was, that, was, that was everything for yeah. their team. So that, now you you have Ezekiel Elliott. But who they looks have, like they have an identity, though. I, I, That's their identity. They lost their secondary. I think this Dallas team well, is well, in for regression. They might be. <laughs> but they're, to me, their core identity, which is running the football – and behind a massive offensive line, that's still their identity. Even though you lost those pieces that you mentioned, their defense was never good. You know, despite the fact that yeah. they did have a good team, well, they got their, Jalen de- their Smith. defense was. A, we'll, we'll see what Jalen can do. I was kind of pissed off about that because I don't want them to have Jalen Smith yeah. if healthy, but he still well, has. They don't. I'm he still sorry, has nerve regeneration. They He's don't not care there if yet. you don't want Jalen Smith. <laughs> no, I want Jalen Smith. Oh, if you we, want Jalen? They you don't want them to have Jalen Smith. Both. <laughs> if, if we've got Jalen Smith, then he can't, they can't have him. That's very true. That's I just, very true. I don't want them to have him. Because, I mean, he was one of the – he would have been top five in that draft had he not gotten injured yep. towards That's the end of the season. That's true. So yeah. he's that talented. Just like Miles Jack, before he got injured, he was a top-tier talent from pick one to ten. He's in there somewhere as well. So he also got hurt. But, I mean, he still has – you know, Jalen still has issues with his his nerves regenerating, and that's a slow process. You know, not everyone is. You know, Peyton Manning has been through it, and if you have some nerve damage, we've well, seen it here with uh, what what's what's the the, the brother's name? Um, the safety that we got from uh, Virginia Tech. Remember, he got he got hit in the Dallas game. And I don't. I think it was Demarco oh, Murray. I know who you're talking about. What? Why? What's the name? Not I don't know. I don't know what I'm blanking on his name. But you, those nerve, can, those nerve injuries can go either way. Because I'm not sure if he'll ever play again, which is sad. Because he should have been, he would have been a starter last year. Who are you talking about, Jared. Kendall Fuller? Oh. No. Oh, well, well, I'm like Jared. I wouldn't have started Kendall Fuller no, last no, no, year. No, 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 no. I mean, he's a safety, <laughs> not Jared. What's his last name? From Virginia Tech. He also the only went to one Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech is is D'Angelo Hall. I'm looking at it right here. I'm trying to. I Fuller was the other guy from Tech. That's who I think you were, thought you were talking about. He ran back. Okay, I got to look at well, that. Well, regardless, again. I just think 5 and 11. Didn't you say somebody just said that, George? USA Today. USA Today oh, come on. That. I don't think 5 11 is realistic. I think this is a better football team than 5 and 11. I don't think anybody in the NFC East really stands out that says, oh, they're going to beat you twice, guaranteed this I year. I don't know. You I know don't what? know. I don't know. If the Giants spent a boatload of money on defense, you do have on paper probably. Still don't love the Giants' the, running game. The, the, well, you know what? But when you have. Beckham and you have Brandon Marshall and you have Sterling Shepard, you don't necessarily have to have a top flight running game. Mm-hmm. You can put something together. Perkins is decent enough. You know, they don't have to have a stellar running game when you can spread the field out. Not to mention they, they drafted Evan Ingram, who has been compared to Jordan Reed, you know, in, in, in certain circles. So if he's you add him to the mix, 
Eli's got the best wide receivers and tight end combination. Yeah, they that really mask him he's for his above had. averageness. You talk about the Cowboys. Here you go. Just uh, just following along in the uh, tweet machine as we go here. The uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Jones, you know, confirms we're moving on without Lucky Whitehead. Jason Garrett's press conference lasted three minutes. He he didn't want to talk about Lucky Whitehead, and the media didn't want to media didn't want to talk him. about anything else. You messed it up <laughs> because you. I, I saw what they. I see what they're trying to do. Yeah, and they tried to intervene quickly because they've had a bunch of suspensions. You've had guys getting locked up. You've had guys had Gregory had his 10 game suspension, Rolando McClain, you know, and a couple other guys. You had the incident with uh, the running back Randall a few years ago who was stealing mm-hmm. draws and, and cologne when you make the type of money. I still don't get that. <laughs> but I think what they were trying to do is and you've had Zeke with his, you know, allegations. I, I can't say charges yet because nobody has really right. gotten to that point. It's still investigating as they say. So you have that, and they have stuck by all of those guys, with the exception of Randall and uh, what's that? I blank on everybody's name, Greg Hardy. Hardy. They got rid of those two. So I think they were trying to do a preemptive strike, but if you wait one day, just wait 24 hours, then they would have gotten the correct information. And if you still want to cut him based on performance, by all means, go ahead. I mean, Lucky White is not Dez well, Bryant. And the thing He's is, not even a number two or three receiver over there. If you were so to cut that. him anyway, you didn't have to wait for an excuse. You could cut him. Speaking of cutting, but when you do it, when when he's charged with something, yes, it and then you worse. cut him, yes. and it comes come to find out that it's something that he did not do. Then now you you can't cut him for cause. Wait, mm-hmm. you wait think, and see uh, how it plays out. There's some talk that the Cowboys, if Rod Smith, Jalen Smith's brother, emerges in camp, he could supplant uh, Alfred Morris as the backup to the backup, and then Alfred Morris be well. Alfred Alfred has been rumored to have been gone since last season. Yeah, so and I'm surprised that Alfred bring him back back here. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to I it. I don't think I would be either if you I, brought I him in. I can't see that. I can't I see can't just see based it. on I management, how anyway. management thinks. Yeah. I, Do you I, bring I, back I get, guys? I get that part. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't think Alfred has any ill will towards No, I think team. we'd love to see and him I don't, back. I don't I think any of the teammates no, or group. Really want, yeah, they just weren't going to pay him. He got, him, he got paid. Yeah. He, they weren't going to, you know, for what they were doing, they weren't going to pay him that. And it's fine. He didn't leave on bad terms. No, you know, so I I wouldn't I he wouldn't rule that winning, out completely. Game winning touchdown here last year in week two. I mean, I wonder. Yeah, I wouldn't rule <laughs> it out completely. The happen. fans love them. Yeah, you know, so so I wouldn't rule it out completely. You do need your elder statesman is Thompson. Yeah, yeah. You who's, would, who's you would, you would, running back age is kind of getting up there. He now is twenty nine, but you would still like to see. But he hasn't accomplished anything near what Alfred Morris accomplished when he was here. He has a better resume and. Being here before, my twenty six. I thought he was twenty nine. Chris Thompson. He's so like, that, yeah, no. no he's, so he's, so twenty six is kind of in the and that's you're, you're right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right in the middle. He's far. He's far enough away from thirty. Yeah, which is is people have it's the kiss of death for running backs. Yeah, in in the NFL. And if you can play beyond that, you know, God bless you if you can. Unless you're, if you're Frank Gore, yeah, <laughs> or Adrian Peterson, or you know, but. Back to that, I do think you need a veteran. I would like to have a veteran in that room. Because you look at Mac Brown is young, Marshall is young, P. Ryan, uh, Kelly. I'll just throw Jones in there just because he's on the roster. Well, we don't know one thinks he's going to be on his team, but he's in the room during camp. He will mm-hmm. be there tomorrow. He's not getting cut today. There's no well, reason to. You need bodies in camp. You There's no, absolutely no reason to cut him. You do. And and at at this point, you could 
he has no trade value right now. Correct. But we all know how training camp goes, and people drop like flies. We've seen well, it here for many years. Correct. That's the and you can catch the injury bug at any time, and somebody tears the ACL, somebody sprains and this. And showcase him a little bit in the first couple games yeah. and see what he does. Give him some carries. Yeah. And if he shows well, and it's beneficial to both sides mm-hmm. because he benefits from that as well. So you can get something for him, but you have to you got to establish that first. Should we move basketball? Move to basketball Let's for a few it. minutes. Let's I like basketball. Um, not much to say about John Wall except he's back and he's uh, he's a rich man and we're glad to have him <laughs> back with the Wizards. Right? And it seems to I be was the, surprised that he did it sign us so quickly. To be the Wizards are like the uh, stability team right now in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. As scary as that is, right? Yeah, but he didn't get much better. You're stable. You have a core. But he, did, about he didn't get much better. As, no, I don't think they did. I mean, no. they didn't add anybody. They're going to just improve if their players improve this year. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I know what Wall is, and Wall deserves that, and there's no way in the world that, you know, you can try to sell me that Otto Porter should be making more money than John Wall and Bradley Bill. That's ridiculous. So you have to put that money out there to John Wall. I was just surprised that he signed it. I thought he was going to wait a little bit. I thought he would, too. Because he did say that he wanted to see – what they would do this offseason. Mm-hmm. And for what I saw this offseason, it wasn't much of anything, you yeah. know, to encourage him, you know, to want to want to extend it when he didn't necessarily have to right then and there. Right. Well, good. But then, now, but go I mean, if you put no, 200 something you, million in front of somebody's face, you know, hey. But that's the thing. Like everybody, they, everybody always wants to be the highest paid. So, Wall next year was, if the only reason, the only way he could have signed more, right, is if he had made all NBA yeah. next yeah. year for a third. So, and, but people but get snubbed. Did, it, huh? Hayward got snubbed. I know. That's what I'm saying. He could have got that. So you you can bet on that all you want. That's fine. But you're telling me that if you, I don't care who you are, if there's 170 million dollars right in front of you on the table, how you how you how you pass that up? Now, there's not too many ways you can't pass. That's what I'm saying. I know these guys. Everybody wants to be the highest paid, and these guys are set for life. Their grandkids, kids don't have to work. Well, he deserves it though. Auto doesn't. And the way at this point, right? I know, but the way that just like the Kirk Cousins things, the market dictates. Exactly. He doesn't deserve that money. No. Auto Porter, you, there's no way the Auto Porter should be making 100 million dollars. But I, but I don't, you know, but I don't blame the, the players. No, I know that's you the can't. cost of doing business. Correct. You can't blame the players for that. You look to the owners and you look to the the uh, networks that they work with and and the, where the money is. You know, people yeah. look at fans, look at the players. That's not where the money is. Those people don't sign their own checks. These athletes are not signing their own checks. The athletes are rich. The owners are wealthy. There's a difference in that. I'm so just glad uh, Kyrie's not coming here because uh, that uh, wall getting locked up means that there's no talk of pursuing Kyrie That's Irving. That's a nice transition. Because uh, where is Kyrie going? Well, I don't know. I've, I mean, heard, I've heard New York. Minnesota. Uh, well, didn't they, Minnesota just, they, they just signed a, a point guard. Yeah. Teague? They just signed a point guard. Yeah. I, and they I, got rid of Rubio. Plus Tom Thibodeau there. I don't know if he'd necessarily want him. Did you know that Kyrie Irving shot more shots last year than LeBron James and Steph Curry? A lot of people didn't know that. Mm. Um, I just found that out yesterday, actually. So I certainly would not want a guy who's chucking up a bunch of shots when you're in the same offense as the best player. But if you look at him as a, a negative rather than a positive, uh, it I just depends think on the situation. It depends on the situation. I think negatively he would, in fact, here. Defensively, well, he it wouldn't help the whiz. No. Defensively, he's a liability. And I don't know what he can do by himself. I mean, right. but he was by himself I, when LeBron it, was exactly. gone. How'd and, that and that's, go? You know what? And that's why I don't necessarily blame him because when he 
signed the new deal, he had no clue LeBron was coming back, and LeBron came back and kind of stole his thunder because he signed that deal. Yeah, Yeah, he signed that deal with the intent that they were going to build around him, he was going to be the focal point of the team, and the Cavs are now his team, and moving on, then you have the favorite son come back and kind of blow that up. I mean, you did win a ring, so it's, it's not all bad. Yeah, it's... But when you had that mindset that I'm going to, I want my own team, and thought that you had that, and then LeBron comes back, when the best player in the world comes back, ain't nothing you can do about that. Right. You just throw your hands up and say, okay, well, I'll just, you know. But he wants to be Batman. He doesn't want to be Robin anymore. You know, he's Kevin Love is just content to be anywhere. Kevin Love was tired of being Batman. He was tired of being the best player on a bad team. So he has no problem playing second, third, fourth, fifth fiddle. He doesn't care. Just as long as he's around and along for the ride. That's what I see from Kevin Love. But if, if these New York rumors are true that uh, he's going to, you know, they might possibly get a deal with the Knicks, then, of course, the only player, because they're not trading for Zingers, so the only player that uh, would I thought yield, he had to be involved. I thought Porzingis had to be involved. I don't think that so. Was be the I don't case. think this. I, I think what you're going to yield from that, what you're going to get, is mellow. Yeah, that's I mean, what you're going to get back. If you if if you make a deal, if you're the Knicks and you're making a deal with with Kyrie, and first of all, Melo has to waive a trade. He has he has to waive his trade clause. The only team he will waive it for right now are Houston and Cavs. When, if you think about now, it, I've heard rumors of him going to, oh, him in Oklahoma City, kind of, you know, having a little bit of interest. I have no clue how that would work. <laughs> I just feel like if I'm Carmelo at this point, you're the only one kind of left. Well, I, I don't want to say only one left because you've got guys like Harden and Chris Paul who haven't won the title. But at this point, my priority for Carmelo would be win the title. You can hang yeah. your hat on that. You've been a great player. Now you could say you've won a title. And, and the easiest way to get to the finals is going to the Cavs. Yep. Because and even if he goes to Houston, I still don't think that's enough to beat Golden State. Then the Knicks can roll it out just like they did Carmelo. What was that, like six, seven years ago? The this He's returned home. You have Kyrie, who's from Plainfield, New Jersey, North Jersey, right. coming you, home to New York, well, and they can, can have build, the whole... You can build around... You can sell Knicks fans on Kyrie and yeah. Porzingis. Yeah. And possibly... You gave Hardaway that money, so you got to sell him, <laughs> because you got to justify giving him all that money. Uh-huh. But a combination of Kyrie and Porzingis can get some butts in the seats at, at Madison Square Garden. You can have, because Kyrie's still young, Porzingis is very young, and he's on the cusp of you know being a star and then going to superstar status. So those two can build together. So you can, you can sell that to your fan base as opposed to keeping Carmelo, who will probably take away from what Porzingis can do because he's so, such an ISO player. Once Carmelo gets the ball, he's going up. And he'll hold it for the entire 24. And now you're turning Porzingis into an offensive rebounder when the offense needs to go through him. Mm-hmm. It can't go through him if Carmelo's on the floor. So there, that could be the solution. So, Jamal, you wanted to finish up with uh, your thoughts I about a guy you watched exactly. on TV for decades. Exactly. We all loved him. I wanted to NBC say NBC4's Jim Vance. Uh, R.I.P. Rest in peace to Jim Vance. Um, I don't know Channel 4 News without Jim Vance. Jim Vance has been a staple. He's a, he's a legend. Um in this area, in the DMV area, I watched them, you know, since I was a little kid. And I just wanted to, you know, just acknowledge, you know, the legend that we lost this past week. And I was, I'm glad to see that he was able to 
be uh, honored and go up on the wall, part of the mural, uh, the new mural of uh, Ben's Chili Bowl. Yeah, that's terrific. And, and he's been able to, he'll he'll live on there. And I'm glad that he was able to, you know, go through that process and see his face on that wall before, you know, he passed away. So, RIP Jim Vance. Well said. And if I just could add one more thing, I did not know him, obviously, as well as somebody who has uh, only been in this area for five years. But the one takeaway I always had from Jim was that he kept his cool and a time where news can be somewhat volatile and there can be a lot of emotions. Uh, I think that's something that young broadcasters and old can always strive to is keep uh, your cool like Jim Vance does and make it so your delivery eases the people when they're listening to right. you. And I always yeah. admire that he's never yelling at you. It's always <laughs> kept it you know, light, as, as light as he could keep it in whatever situation he yeah, was I've in. I've never so. met him personally, but just watching him on TV – the brother, he was smooth. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was smooth. He was a, a cool customer. He was yeah. a smooth dude, and he's like, you know, that, I can hang out with that. You know, he's like your cool uncle. You know, your old pimpish uncle. You know, he's cool, almost like a Morgan Freeman type of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in an era where a lot of people want to be the loudest guy in the room, exactly. that was not his case, no. and that's cool. Right, right. And always seemed like your friend on TV, and probably no different when that red light, Georgie, turned off on the camera. Yes, the same guy. And same guy, and the first time, I mean, it was just, you know, growing up here and, and watching him as a lot of us did, and then having the chance to sit on that set, like, yeah. I think yeah. three or four times was just, you know, that's one of those things in, in, your, in your career that, you know, you hate to say... Uh, starstruck's not the right word, but when yeah. you get a chance to do that with a guy you grew up, the only thing that compares to me to that is when I went back to cover the Redskins and covering Joe Gibbs every day. But you mm-hmm, can't yeah. in your in his career, and you get a chance to, chance to sit next to him, and the way he just made you feel like you've known him for twenty years, you've been doing sports there twenty yeah. years, and just meeting him too. I mean, it, it just as you guys just mentioned, I mean, he always he he was he took the time, and every the conversation he was having with you was just as important as. Conversa- any conversation he had that day. Yeah, and you know, anytime you get a chance to meet a legend, whether it's a, a you know, a Joe Gibbs, like you mentioned before, a favorite athlete, an entertainer, but he was a DC legend and, you know, just like a, a Chuck Brown sort of a figure that will always be honored, be enamored, and be respected in this area as one of the one of the legends. Yeah, and you know, there's so much arrogance in the business. We mm-hmm. all know that. Yep. And somebody like that who's so accomplished, uh, he had none of it. And you know what? And and you hate to say that anybody, if anybody had a reason to be that, it's it'd be him, him because yeah. of what he's accomplished. Right. But, right. You know. And I'm not saying that anybody should ever be like that. I'm not no, that, no, but, there's, there's never yeah. an excuse for it, but right. some people naturally are. But, yeah. And in fact, their job has nothing to do with that. That's just who That's they just are, who they are. Yeah. Right. as people, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean, never was never, never too busy to talk to you. Yeah, but to what George, and I get what you're saying, you know, when you have accomplished what he has accomplished, you know, in broadcasting and, and what he means to the area, you might almost expect that sort of arrogance just because of what you have accomplished but he didn't have that air about him and that, that's what that's one of the things that made him great all right the dmv sports roundtable tips the hat to the late jim vance you can find us on itunes the podcast one app podcast one.com and you can also head over to wtop.com search podcast it's at dmv sports round one on twitter thanks for tuning in we'll catch you later